Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. I just want to show you something in the Bible and, you know, in the book of Luke in chapter 18, if you start from that place, Luke 18, verse 1. Then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So we are upfront. We are told why he went into the parables, which we're going to read. And of course, you know the parable there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God at all, never regarded man. So the question is, who will tame this man? Now, there was a widow, so you see someone who really have no regard for God. And you have a widow on the other side of the spectrum. So the weakest to the proudest, the cockiest. In that city, there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. But he would not for a while, but afterward he said with himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. Lest by her continuing, she weary me. Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? So the assurance is this, God has answered you. You will receive a manifestation of your heart cry in the name of Jesus. No matter how long it has tarried, he spoke a parable to them to the intent that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So every heart that is getting loosed, Every heart that is getting discouraged, every heart that is about to give up, uh, the reason for this service is you. You will leave your fool in the name of Jesus. But what's the antidote to losing heart? What's the antidote? Because some versions will not put lose heart as lose heart. They say, don't become cowardly. Don't, don't chicken out of the problem because there's a delay. Are you now going to now turn to? Some lesser God, because there's a delay, which many do. No. So what's the antidote from this? Prayer. Hello. Men always ought to pray. And not give up. And not lose out. And not become cowardly. Praise the Lord. Men are known for their, for their bravery, for their courage. Glory be to God in the highest. Don't you ever give up. Pray. Hallelujah. So, I just want to talk on prayer for the next few minutes. So, Jesus taught them, and what happened in this parable, the weakest of the weakest, trying to get something through from the proudest of the proudest. Amen. But she got it. You will get it. In the name of Jesus. 
I say, well, you are getting it. In the name of Jesus. I say, you have got it. In the name of Jesus. Why did he say you have got it? Because he has finished the work. And he has finished it just for you. In the name of Jesus. Glory be to God in the highest. First of it, I say you get in it. Because you have got it. In the name of Jesus. But I want to show you something else that Jesus said. It's still in the gospel. Turn to the book of Matthew. Because it takes knowing that you will get it. To persist. It takes knowing that the answer is already here. To persist. The reason why you give up and go elsewhere, the reason why you give up and turn over to the devil for his destruction, killing and stealing, is because you don't expect that God will come through for you anymore. But when you know that he will not fail you, you will persist. So there is that part of you that must at least know. Look at Matthew chapter 6. I'll read from verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. So expect you to know something. What you will eat or what you will drink. No, about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than they? Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature? Hmm. One inch to your height. If anything, it will shrink you. So why do you worry about clothing? Because that is the lilies of the field. How they grow, they neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, do not worry. Therefore, do not. Help me turn to your neighbor say, therefore, do not worry. Saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But you seek first the kingdom of God and uh, his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Why do you want? Do you think you can do it better than tomorrow? He will worry about his own things. Sufficient for the day is his own trouble. A lot of things said here, but if there's anything he's saying, please, much more than ever, Value the present. The present. Value the present. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Who spoke? Jesus. Who knows what it is? Who knows the secret? 
And the question is this, if you want to be rational, if all you're seeking is God and his kingdom, you will know that some things are provided. You will know that some challenges are just mere fake. You will know that your inheritance is secured. You will know where to face and to focus. You know where to invest your time and your energy. You won't be beaten around the bush. If indeed you are seeking God, kingdom and his righteousness, ah, come on. What I'm saying is this. When you have the conviction that your salvation is there, even if you are knocked down ten times, you won't give up. But you've got to come to that place of conviction. But Jesus will not take anything from you. Instead, he has done everything for you. And he's saying, you want all this needs to be met? Seek God and his righteousness. All, not some, will be met. I don't know why I'm saying what I'm saying, but I know I'm led. I don't know where you have turned to or because of bread. So, what am I saying? Don't let your needs be cloudy. Jesus said, these needs will all be met. But the secret? Seek the kingdom of God. Seek his righteousness. Even for those of us in ministry. You know my prayer? Every boundary, the limit that God has ordained that I will touch in ministry, may I not leave one inch out. That's it. I don't want to achieve that and now keep myself right to achieve another person's own. He will not reward me for their own. It's a waste of time. May we not waste our lives unnecessarily for what is not. That's why some people, no matter how much you dangle your wealth, they will tell you God has called them into the bush. They are missionaries. And you are not more qualified than them academically. You know that. It's because they have come to understand something. So, ah, God said to tell you, you will live longer. You will eat the fruit of your labor. In the name of Jesus. The things that you give an arm and a leg for 10 years ago. Will you give your nail, your finger nail for it today? It's all worthless and useless. You could have died pursuing it unnecessarily. There are things that you buy, buy, buy. And when you buy them, you don't even ever have to wear them. And you're wondering. And you labor to get it because some people have it. First, the kingdom of God and the righteousness, and all these things. Say the kingdom of God does not consist in meat and drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You can live your life joyfully till the end. In the name of Jesus, till the end, and enter into the eternal bliss of God. Please take it easy. You know, many people's problem. It's just the way the system has defined life to them. If they will see it another way, they will succeed big time. 
So, Jesus said, men ought always to pray. And the same Jesus says, yes, we know there are needs. And your father knows. Yeah? So, seek him and not things. If you don't seek God, you seek people. You seek the devil. Seek God. These things have been provided for. At least to the extent of your assignment. With that, turn to Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and 10. Colossians chapter 1. For this reason, we also, Paul was talking, since the day we heard of your faith, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with what? The knowledge. So Paul heard that where they went evangelizing, missionary journey, a spark has bloomed into a big fire. And he's excited. He says, we don't stop praying. We never stop praying on a daily basis. We are praying for you. We are praying for you. We are praying for you. Whereas our success can never be defined except as Christ is formed in the people. And that's why some prayer points can sound monotonous. Keep praying it. Pastor, you always pray for Nigeria. What? He says, first of all, when you come together, pray for those in government. Pray for the leaders. Let's pray for the Fountain of Life Church. We have been obedient. Paul says, since that day, I never stopped praying for you. If you look at the Thessalonian church, the letter, the same thing. Philippians, the same thing. Ephesians, he always prayed. No wonder he was such a successful minister. For this reason, since I heard it, do not cease to pray for you. We pray for you. Ah. But let us be known by our obedience. At least by our trial. What I mean that by trying to obey, even if we are not fully obeyed, we are trying. God sees from our heart that we desire to be obedient. We desire to bring glory to his name. We desire. Let that alone say something. That's what I'm saying. Your life will bring glory to his name. As in the name of Jesus, my life, your life will bring glory to his name. So what did he pray for? Heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. You may be filled with what? Knowledge. If you have knowledge, you will know that your father knows what you need. You will know that by praying, you will get it. You will know. The knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I like the way some scriptures put it. For example, the complete Jewish Bible. It says, for this reason, do not cease to pray for you. It says, I pray for you on a daily basis. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. In wisdom and understanding which the Holy Ghost provides. So I pray every day that the Holy Ghost will infuse you with knowledge. <laughs> Your Christianity will not just be need-driven. My life, my health, my wife, my children, my home, my... It's good. Even God knows I need it. Ah. And he will meet my needs. 
But I cannot pursue that to the detriment of my relationship and my fellowship with him. In fact, in the place of fellowship, do you know that it's the person that is so close to me that I see all the time that greets me, that I greet and I see him, he visits me. If I have 10 million to this boss, I say, you know, I have 10 million to give out. Is that person you first talk to? Okay, let me give you one, first of all. Then you now go ahead and distribute the remaining nine to maybe a hundred people. See, it's the person that is closest. How can you be in his presence and there won't be fullness? How can you be in his presence and they won't see pleasures? Jesus says, seek him first. In seeking him, you know what you're doing? In praying, how do you seek? Say pray. How do you do that? You're saying, I relinquish my worries. This is what a friend we have in Jesus. All our griefs and pains to bear. Why do you want to carry it yourself? All because to carry everything. Oh, what things we often fall. Can you imagine the privilege? Oh. Needless pain. It's enough with the needless pains. Oh, because we do not carry everything. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big. Just take it to him in prayers. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above what you can even think. But you see, it comes with knowledge. See his prayer. This is his prayer. See, for this is also since the day we heard it. If I said, since the day we heard the good news, we pray every day for you. I can almost say it, sir, ma, that the pastors of this church pray every day for you. We are not fully there, but God is helping us. We do. You are very important to God. And to that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, of his will, of his will. Uh-uh. Why? So that you will walk worthy. Huh. I say for your shame. You will walk worthy of his calling. Fully, your lives will please him. What else do you want in life? My life will please God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You'll be fruitful in every good. Oh. (laughs) You know what? This takes care of the road of the wicked. Why you are fruitful in every good work? You are working worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Where would the road of the wicked lie? You will never have to dip your hand into iniquity. I say be fruitful. In every good work. In the name of Jesus. And said, and yet increasing in the knowledge. That's the basis. 
When you have the knowledge, you'll be fruitful. You'll work worthy. You'll, you'll daily please him. Your life will please God. Can I talk to someone here? Your progress is steady. Your acceleration is steady. In the name of Jesus. Watch your life. In the next few months. Watch it. In the next couple of years. Uh, In the name of Jesus. And so shall it be. tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.